All right, hey guys, we're here for day 34. I can prophesy. We're out of my book, I Will Always Overcome. And uh, we're heading through this nine-week devotional. We are approaching the seventh, fifth week. Man, I can't math for a second. Fifth week. So let me know in the comments, how have you been enjoying it? Has this been helping you at all? Has this been speaking to you? Um, you know, have you bought the physical book itself? If you haven't, you can get it right here. It's going to be a little link. Um, it's only 10 bucks. You can get a copy for your friends, for your family. It will really bless them, I believe. Uh, and everyone loves a, a devotional. I feel like people are trying to connect with God more. A few minutes of intentional connection a day will really do a lot for your prayer life. And so today we're going to talk about prophecy. And maybe we think it's some big, mysterious, crazy thing. It's not. Let's see what the Bible has to say. We're in 1 Corinthians 14.39. Paul is saying this, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. Here's what I said. Here Paul talks about the gifts of the Spirit and how we should eagerly desire them. But he gives exception to prophesying, declaring that it is the best gift to pursue. He says that when we prophesy to believers and unbelievers alike, the secrets of a person's heart are laid bare, and they know that God is real and among them. Have you been in the presence of a prophetic word or received one yourself? Maybe you've given words to others. When you experience the power of God revealed through prophecy, it leaves you in awe. I remember praying for someone once as a young believer and having a random thought pop into my head. One time, I specifically remember praying for a friend, and I thought of the name Julie, and then had a follow-up thought, June 16th. I asked the friend if this meant anything to them, and they said it was their mother's name in the day of her anniversary. I ended up calling the mother and praying over her, and prophesying what the Lord was speaking to me by His Spirit. At the end of the conversation, she felt incredibly comforted and seen by God, and told me that every word I gave her was accurate. I've had other times when I believed the Lord was speaking to me, and I was incorrect. The beautiful thing of growing in a relationship with God is that He is a good Father and He doesn't condemn us for missing it. God wants us to trust in Him and grow in the gifts He has given to us through His Spirit. Maybe you feel like the gifts aren't for you or you tried and it didn't work. Just like anything else in life, quitting and your growing in the gifts won't help you get any closer to operating in them. Keep going. Keep taking risks. Today, know that you can be used in every spiritual gift because the giver of those gifts desires to seek you, desires to use you. <laughs> seek first his kingdom, not the gifts, and he will add unto you everything that is needed to accomplish his purposes. Know that the power and ability to prophesy lives within you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Here's the prayer. God, thank you for loving me today. Thank you that your mercy woke me up today and gave me another chance to shine for you. I pray that your love would be so seen through my life that others have to ask me about it. Today I ask that you would use me to prophesy. I believe in your word and that this gift is for me. I ask you to help teach me and guide me to learn how to give words to other people. Use me to reveal to the lost what you are saying about them, that the secrets of their heart would be revealed for the purpose of revealing yourself to them. Use me to encourage fellow believers with words of knowledge and prophecies about their lives. I desire to say only what you're saying, and I believe you will speak to me through your Spirit. I repent of any time in life that I've disqualified myself from this or any of the other spiritual gifts. I surrender my mouth to you and ask you to use me fully in this area. 
Thank you for making me yours, and I know that I'll always overcome any obstacle with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, prophecy, you know, healing, I've had people talk circles around healing and try to talk their way out of it, and oh, well, you know, the body can do amazing things, and oh, it was just a coincidence. You can't talk your way out of a prophetic word. Like, when I come up to a random person, and I start reading their mail, and what, what Christians mean, if you've heard that saying and you don't know what it means, it means telling you things about your life that are very accurate, that they have no business knowing, except by God. I mean, I've gone to someone, and I said, hey, are you, do you work in computers? And they're like, how do you know that? I said, hey, God told me. And as I began to say that, I, I, I had more thoughts. And so I was like, yeah, I feel like you do like coding. You work with computer software and coding and stuff like that. But it's not actually your dream. You want to do this. And I began to just prophesy other stuff. And he was like, that is exactly my life. Like, what is happening right now? And I said, dude, this is God. God loves you. Like, God is showing you right now, hey, I know you. Well, first he's saying, hey, I'm real. And I know you. And I know your desires. And I know what you're doing right now. And I know what you want to be doing. And I can make a way for that. If you follow me, if you trust in me, I will be the leader and guide of your life. And it's incredible because you can't, you, you can say all day, I don't believe in God and all this stuff. When someone starts telling you things about your life that they have no business knowing, that makes people go, oh my gosh. And Paul said it in Corinthians. He said, when the secrets of a man's heart are laid bare, people will go, surely there's a God. All the other gifts, man, people are going to, I've seen people make justification for the dead being raised. But there is something about prophecy because everyone's got their stuff. In the Bible, it's not talking about secret sin, although I have had God uh, reveal something wild to me like that. And I'll share that uh, here before we wrap this episode up. But the secrets of a man's heart, the things that just people don't know. You know, you have an atheist who says, I don't believe in God. And you come up to them and you go, hey, you know, do you like, do you actually really like painting? And they're like, what? I had this happen at a restaurant. Um, our, our waitress came over and I saw Bob Ross when I looked at her. And I said, hey, do you do you like painting? And as I said that, I thought about her sitting in a classroom. And she was about college age. So I said, are you in school for painting, actually? And she's like, yeah, I am. How do you know that? And I'm like, God just told me that. And I feel like you're really struggling with finances. Like, I feel like God's showing me he wants to make a way for you to get like scholarships and stuff like that. Is that a need for you or? And she's like, yeah, I really do need help with that. And I'm like, well, let me tell you about God. And you're not coming to God to get a scholarship. That's not even the point. If that's what you caught from that, you missed the whole thing. God is loving on this girl. He's revealing himself to her. He's saying, hey, I'm real. I know what your desires are. I know that you have needs in your life. I want you to look to me to be your provider. And so I just began to prophetically declare after telling her the gospel, telling her God's love for her, I began to declare, hey, God wants to meet your needs. Not, not this health, wealth, blessed, never stressed gospel. But instead of her looking to the world simply, hey, you know, people do it all the time. They live practical atheism is what I, I've heard it called. And I love calling it that. Practical atheism is where 
you just work God out of a job, quote unquote. Um, I don't need to go for God to ask him to provide for me for school because I have a job, so I could just work for it. You have a father in heaven who wants to give you things. He wants to bless you like that. That's part of the gospel. That isn't the gospel. And if that's the only thing you preach, then you're preaching a prosperity gospel. But it is true that part of the gospel is that God told us, hey, ask me for stuff. I want to bless you. I I mean, I'm a dad. I want to bless my kid, but that's not the only thing I'm going to do. We have a heavenly father, and Romans tells us that there is a type of person, and it's all of us before we get born again, where we don't even think about God. We're thinking about the world. We're thinking about whatever we want to do. We're driven by our flesh. And then all of a sudden, when we get born again, those chains are broken off, and we become a slave to righteousness, a slave to Jesus Christ. Paul even calls himself that in a couple of epistles. And all of a sudden, I care about God. I'm, I talked about this in an interview today. I'm thinking about God. I, I want to please God. When I have a need, my first thought isn't to fulfill it myself. It's I want to take it to God. Something as simple as if I get a headache, I don't just go pop an Advil. I say, God, I believe in you to heal this headache. Like, I, I take this to the extreme. I take everything to God. And so in the case of this girl needing money for school, hey, yeah, you could just go work and you could get it, or you could ask your Father in heaven. How many of you know that God will pour out mercy on people who don't deserve it or don't know him? He wins people over sometimes through grace and mercy. It's not always breaking people and them finding God at their lowest point. There's plenty of people who have encountered God, his, his kindness, his goodness. What's the Bible say about God's kindness? It leads someone to repentance. What does it say to a person who has thought nothing of God their whole life, and then God shows them love and kindness, and their heart melts because they go, oh my gosh, I've cursed this God I didn't even believe in for years, for my whole life, and now he's loving on me. He really is real. I really do want to give my life to him. Isn't that amazing? So the reason I say all that is because when you're prophesying, it's not about going up to someone and saying, I feel like God's shown me you're struggling with lust. When you, Especially if you're entry-level prophesying, you, you, want, to, you want to prophesy uh, the, the, the character and the nature of God over a person, their identity in Christ, right? And uh, it's an incredibly effective tool. This is why Paul says, eagerly desire prophecy. It's the best gift because you can't talk your way out of it. Regardless of that girl's theology, she has no other way to explain how I would know that she's in school and she needs money unless I knew her family and they secretly told me or I like stalked her on some social media. But even then, she didn't post about her need for money on social media. You know what I mean? In every situation... You can run down the rabbit trail long enough. You're not going to have an explanation for why this person knows what they know, but they keep telling me it's God. And here's what's cool. They don't just have to take your word for it. God comes in the most powerful way. Every time I've given a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, God comes with his spirit, and you can tangibly feel his presence. I've been given a word to someone, and then the presence of God came, and I said, did you feel that? And they're like, yeah, what is that? What's this energy that I'm feeling? You know, they don't know how to describe it. And I said, that energy that you're feeling is the greatest energy of all energies. That is God. That is the creator. 
and he wants to know you and he's showing you himself right now. You can feel him like he's really real. He's alive. And they're like, oh, my gosh, their mind is getting blown. Prophecy opens the doors for miraculous uh, times of ministry and preaching the gospel. And so we should all strive to prophesy. Amen. Listen, if you want to dive deeper into this, I am hosting a two-week school in Dallas, uh, July 16th through the 28th. I am going to dive into identity. We're going to get into all the gifts of the Spirit, healing, deliverance, and prophecy. We're going to do uh, prophetic games. We're going to grow in our ability to prophesy and to hear God. Then we're going to go out and evangelize in the streets. We're going to prophesy over real people, you know, not just other students or me. So uh, if you're interested in that, I've only got... I don't know how many slots I have left. We already have 50 slots that have been submitted for, and I was originally only going to do 50. I think we're going to have to bump it up. So if you're really interested, I'm covering lodging as part of my nonprofit, Overcomers Incorporated. You got to get yourself to Dallas and cover your food while you're here in a very small tuition, very, very, like less than $300. Um, DM me on Instagram at shane.winnings and say, I am interested and uh, I will get you the info you need so that you can join us this summer and you can become a prophesying machine in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening and watching, guys, and we'll see you next time.